0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney.
0: How do you drive this thing? Ah, I said that before. After long hiatuses, don't say it again, Colin. Don't say it again. Hey, man. It sounded like the first time to me. Oh, thanks, buddy. Feels, Feels just like left the first, first time. time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We have to pay for that. Uh, I feel like we must play that song a lot, do we? I think so. The fact that we both went to it immediately. Have you ever done the thing where, um, and this is a very specific thing, so I doubt you've done it, but there's been times. (laughs) You know, like you're in the lake and you're eating a cheese platter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's actually uh, something that my friend has done before where he's clicked around to like the TV guy channel. Okay. And he's been like, Hey Matt, what about this one? And there's something that's on there like it would be like uh the good patient or something. Right. And I would start singing like Patience by Oh, okay. Like Guns gotta come roses. up with some kind and of I word. Would, yeah, you would have some song that correlated to whatever one of the words in the title was or the title altogether. Not, or something that might rhyme. Not
0: everybody would be good at that game.
1: No, I think you would be. Probably, yeah. But I always ended up like leaning very heavy on like classic rock.
0: I wonder why. As a
1: result. Yeah. Just from here. Anyways, I think because we work for a uh, relaxing favorites format. Mm. That's why we both went. For that relaxing
0: favorite. Feels like the first time. Yeah. Oh, but who sings that song? It's not like Jesus Jones or something. I don't know. No, that's right here right now. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Who is that? It's like Foreigner or something. Yeah, I guess I think. it's a little. Yeah, you're right. It's more classic rocky. It is more classic rock. Alexa, who sings Feels Like the First Time? Feels Like the First Time is by Foreigner. Nah, nice. it is Foreigner. You nailed it. Look at me. I used to work on I, classic I rock guess radio. You're, you're right. It does get to a point where it's like.
2: Yeah.
0: Just like
1: that. <laughs> Is that also a game you play? <laughs> There's a million people that just smashed the unsubscribe
0: button. Yeah. A oh. million followers <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, it's Stadium Rock. Yeah. How you doing? How you been? Good. Long time. Yep. We have a, we've got a, a new kids. prime minister oh, since. Yeah. <laughs> a new prime minister and he's very familiar. Yes. A very
1: familiar <laughs> prime minister. May or may not have done blackface before. We've clearly forgiven him. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? He made a mistake. Right. He can lead a country.
0: That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. And now he's in minority government? Yes. With lots of familiarity, mm-hmm. putting himself in the position of the minority. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah. I saw, I'm, not the, the I'm wheel, not the first to that one. The
1: wheels were turning in my head as you were saying it, but I hadn't heard that joke made yet. Oh, well. You're, not,
0: you're just not looking hard I enough. I really wasn't. It's, I have not looked at any political uh, humor isn't that kind of wild? That, really like, news around. That came and went in a matter of days. <laughs> yeah. Like I know some people were really invested for like weeks on end, but even just weeks on end is no time at all. Well, it's just so funny that in the Canadian government, we can go like, oh,
1: two months from now, there's going to be an election. Yeah. <laughs> and it could be the same person elected that's been in for four years. That's right. And he could be in for another, you know, however many. What is the, what is the like term that, that like the max amount of years that one can work as prime minister?
0: gee i feel like an idiot for not knowing exactly it seems like a good opportunity for john explains a thing i'll say that much uh, but i know yeah. it's not like a set number of years it's not so cyclical as the american uh, electoral system
1: right like i think you could ostensibly continue getting voted in again john smashing the oh you, you
0: definitely <laughs> can keep getting elected i don't think there's a cap okay yeah as, but you have to be rightly elected Right, but it just could happen any time. And I think the prime minister himself has to call it, but there has to be some kind of good reason. Right. I don't know. And you know what? I don't care too, too much. They got to be cool about it, I think, (laughs) is the number one rule. (laughs) It's got to be open to new ideas. Listen, man, (laughs) just be cool. (laughs) That's right. We want this. Right. So we have a new prime minister. We had a lot of bad weather today. It's fall now. I've had the flu. Mm -hmm. This is catching people up. This is what's been going on. You've had the flu. Um... I, um,
1: I don't really, I honestly, I got nothing. That's okay. I don't think anything really happened to me in the last week that
0: was that exciting. That's okay. Two weeks. That's all right. I'm putting out too much content as it turns out, because this will be like, this will be three hours of podcasting coming out this week and I have a full-time job and I'm still doing the Tom Hanks blog. Mm -hmm. How's Tom Hanks gone? It's good. Have you read any yet? Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm sure you have. (laughs) I read
1: the one about, um, um, uh, the burbs. Nope, big. No, nope, I'm just joking. I knew nope. you did one on Castaway. No,
0: nope. no, I I really didn't. No, that's okay. I did uh, Castaway. I did a movie called The Hologram for the King, which no one's heard of. Yeah, is that new? Yeah, it came out in 2016. Okay, that's hilarious. It basically got axed last minute because it was like set to make no money. It made 1.1 million dollars opening weekend. It's his lowest uh, earning movie in 30 years. You know what movie I haven't seen? I do want to circle
1: back to this movie, The Hologram for a
0: King. No, nah, you don't. No, okay. I mean, cool. it's, it's fine,
1: but read my blurb on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one that I haven't seen by Tom Hanks, with Tom Hanks, is that uh, Wachowski Brothers movie. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Um, what is that? It's, it's like... Um, Wachowski's
0: sisters, by the way. Sorry. I think at the time they may have been brothers. That's fair. <laughs> Thank you. That's fine. Um, by the way, Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in The Matrix 4.
1: Really? Yeah. As Neo. <laughs> no probably not <laughs> as neil as Neil <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i forget what the uh it's i want to say like something about a clockwork but i know that's not right no something about a work work clock i don't know it's like futuristic and it's not a clockwork orange i clearly understand that. cloud
0: atlas cloud atlas was yeah, that it yeah that was exactly it. oh
1: okay it looked like you were Googling that in your mind or something, <laughs> like you had it all along. You well, just... I'm, f-
0: I'm familiar with Cloud Atlas. I haven't seen it though. Yeah, neither have I. No.
1: That should be the next one you do because I'm so curious about
0: it. Uh, okay. So this week Punchline came out. I also did A League of Their Own in there, in right. this mix as well. Sure. Uh, Punchline came out this week. Next week is The Da Vinci Code. Okay. You have to watch movies that aren't spectacular also for uh-huh. this blog. Yeah. It's not that good. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. No, I, I, I didn't think so. I've ne- never seen it. Oh, wow. I mean, it has an interesting idea uh-huh. that I guess is probably based in some fact. Right. Um, but do you remember Da Vinci Code Mania? Yeah,
1: when it first came out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was um, like 2006? No, 2003, 2000, oh, 2004 okay. even. Right. Yeah. Right. I. It became a movie pretty quickly. Pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went back and they just made a bunch more of the same character. Yes. Because The Da Vinci Code was not the first Robert Langdon book by Dan Brown. It was just the first one to become mammothly successful. Right. I No, I, uh, I honestly have no interest in seeing it. Yeah, that's fine. At this point. Read the blurb, colinsweeds.com. I will. Tom, thanks. <laughs> so that's what I got called. Colin, thanks. Yeah. Colin, right. thanks. Colin, That's right. Because there is a Colin Hanks. I am his son.
1: Interesting. <laughs> i honestly i'm always rooting for colin hanks to do big things
0: yeah he hasn't really well he was on that show yeah million was, uh or the, fa- the family show the family pieces of life yeah pieces of life pieces life, of me life pieces, and pieces that's pieces, what it was right yeah it was life and pieces yeah which was i think another who's the guy who made friday night lights who we kind of rag on a little bit because he's not as great of a showrunner as I. Th- oh, he did uh, parenthood and i think it's one of his shows isn't it i don't know the guy who did Jason friday something ah uh. I don't know. We could rag on him. Yeah, we could. Oh, I I have a little fear that we're not going to be as on the ball tonight as we otherwise have been.
1: (laughs) I think it's the tea. It's like calming us down and we're just like... "Hmm."
0: Well, what's going to happen when we both give up drinking forever? Are we going to be able to do the podcast anymore?
1: I don't think you ever need to give up drinking forever because you'll never have like more than three glasses of wine
0: except like once a year. That's sweet. You know what? That's something I did since our last podcast was have way too much to drink. Did you? It was uh, only five craft beers at our local watering hole and it killed a whole day. Becky was was in PEI for Thanksgiving and I was alone in this house and it ruined a whole day, this hangover. Now, what are your hydration levels like typically? (laughs)
1: Getting to the stuff that people really want to
0: know. Well, you mean like when I'm drinking, am I also drinking water?
1: No, like are you drinking water through the day at all?
0: I like to think I drink a fair amount of water. Okay. Then
1: you do. Because if you didn't, you'd be like, oh, when was the last time I had a glass of water? No,
0: no. I drink a lot of water, especially during work days. And this right. was a work day. Okay. And then the next day I had to like Uber Eats for some McDonald's and I really couldn't get through it. and I couldn't even touch coffee. Whoa. It was horrendous. That is rough. Five beer. Five beer. Craft beer, but five yeah. beer. This is what I become. This is what I've been reduced to, uh-huh. and this is why I only drink one or two beers.
1: Uh, well, I do wonder if you stayed away from craft beer, um, and and did like a slaney night of drinking. Okay, how that
0: would affect you? Well, what is a slaney night of drinking? Well,
1: you're not getting, uh, you're not drinking anything with wheat. First of all, true. You're drinking everything pretty low in sugar. True. Um, and the, the, those are basically the two tenets <laughs> of slaney drinking.
0: Okay, so
1: you mean if I just drank vodka? No, not necessarily. You can have a little more fun than that. Okay. Like you can drink dry wine. You can drink um, vodka sodas that might have a little more flavor to them. You can And have... lime in them, which I'm allergic to.
0: That's true. There are some without it. So you don't get hangovers? No, I, I wouldn't if I drank five drinks. Okay. Well, no, but it depends on the alcohol content of those drinks, too, and the, the heft of those drinks. That's true. What would, Okay, what are we talking about for alcohol content? They're like 6.5, 7.5 beers yeah they were stiff beers that'll do it oh yeah, yeah like murky beers but like, i mean but it, it wouldn't be a write-off of a day for me i was useless until about 2 p.m Ooh, and then i was like kind of foggy for the rest of the day but i could i could operate mm-hmm. but until 2 p.m mm-hmm. move aside i might puke on you interesting yeah it was terrible i just find the heft of all those things it's rough it's rough on you yeah no i know but that's why i don't do it very often mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that was my big adventure right yeah
1: oh was that the night that i saw you at it the, was that Battery was the, i ran into you yeah
0: Yeah. right but that was pre
1: all that yeah yeah and i told you that uh i hugged you when i saw you oh, let's this break that so... down a little bit let's, we, haven't, okay, let's we haven't
0: talked about that so i we, i'm walking into a bar that's packed to the rafters and a large crowd of people is exiting and mm-hmm. you're always in a large crowd do you have like standing plans every friday or no, saturday with i wish friends? i i wish i did it seems like you do no no very much not okay that was like the
1: the one time in the last three weeks that i've done anything cool
0: so i first see jen in fact i see jen i look away i look back Mm -hmm. jen and i embrace yes and she's with like a gal pal and then i realize, no this is just a segment this is just a branch of a much larger conglomerate well this was kind of
1: jen's birthday dinner oh sure so we were doing drinks before at battery park Mm-hmm. which I didn't even really know about until I got home. And I was like, yeah, we're going to go for a drink first, and then we're going to go for dinner. Okay. So we all had like a drink at Battery Park.
0: Worth saying, this is at the end of a relatively stressful work week for you. Uh, Yeah.
1: Actually, it, yeah, it wasn't even, the week wasn't done because the event was still going the next day. Right. So I just managed to get off early right. while the event was still going on. Um. So yeah, I had one drink. I think it was maybe the fact that I was up at like 4.30 in the morning. Oh, That'll do it, and had a drink at like six. So I was just feeling a little like woozy.
0: And then we hugged,
1: and hey! then I, saw you, I, saw, I saw you, and uh, Jen hugged you, and right. then I was just like, I guess we're hugging, all right? Like, hey, let's hug sweets,
0: <laughs> which is fine by the
1: way, <laughs> yeah. I and but I, I let you know after the fact, I was like, uh, that hug. I know you've probably thought I was drunk. I only had one drink.
0: I did think you were kind of drunk, but yeah. you, you called it a miscalculation and that hurt my feelings. Cause you don't have to like you don't have to be in your head about having hugged me. Oh, I shouldn't have I shouldn't have hugged the sweets. That was a miscalculation. Well okay. Here's what we need to break down. How many times have we hugged before? Oh, twice maybe? (laughs) I don't even know if we've hugged twice. We awkwardly hugged when you moved back from the Valley. Like, hey, it's been a great year. See you never. And then I also moved back from the Valley three weeks later.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is a time where you hug. It is. But we'd seen each other probably two days before. Yep. And maybe, no, we didn't see, we didn't podcast that (laughs) Most days since though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. So that's why I thought it was a miscalculation.
0: I don't know. You see somebody where you don't I expect just to see them it. and it's just like, I love this person. Bring it in.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't, I have no um, regrets.
0: <laughs> Ever since I, I haven't been like turning it over I in d- my mind. I'd do it again. <laughs> would that this were a visual medium? Yeah. Yeah. I would do it right now. Right. Well, there's no need. <laughs> that would be a miscalculation. That would be and, and it would be disingenuous. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But next time you see me in the wild, mm-hmm. bring her in. Come on up behind you while you're sitting at your computer chair <laughs> <laughs> at the uh, at the table. Yeah, and I'll just ah, there you go. Right. I don't know. You see somebody where you don't expect to see them, and it's just an yeah. exciting moment. You're like, wow, the world mm-hmm. is wild. You and then I saw your f- anybody. And anytime.
1: then I, I saw your friend. And I was like, oh, are you uh, this guy? And he was not that guy. <laughs> no, he wasn't and not. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. But you've met him before. Though. I know I have. Yeah. But I wanted to kind of like take it back to like hey i know your brother it's all
0: right i can't tell your friends apart either okay good i
1: really can't good they suck
0: hey speaking of uh (laughs) telling me speaking of my friends uh we have a little something we like to call jade explains a thing i always wonder if there's something that will be explained the next week (laughs) well we we say so much idiotic stuff there has to be something
2: all right it's time for another jade explains a thing Merrily We Roll Along is a musical that came out on Broadway in 1981 that was a collaboration between Harold Prince and Stephen Sondheim. When it first came out, it was not especially received by audiences or critics and only ran for a short period of time. But fun fact, Jason Alexander was in the original cast. Anyway, it's based on a play that was written in 1934, and it's about a very powerful, influential film producer and songwriter, and the story is him looking back over his life, and essentially it tells us how he got to the position that he's in. So interestingly, it starts in 1976 in the musical, and then it works its way back to 1958, I think, or 19 years, or however long the span is, and it checks in every couple of years, but the story's being told in reverse, so I imagine that the film version is going to be filmed in chronological order but in the reverse order of the film so when you're actually watching it when it finally comes out and you're recording things on levitating devices you'll be watching those actors do scenes that take place three years ago that were actually filmed three years ago and then take place six years ago were actually filmed six years ago so actually i think that's a pretty cool project anyway this has been jade explains a thing
0: So it's actually very different from Boyhood, which seemed like the obvious comparison because it's Richard Linklater and it's an enormously elaborate project. But it's they de-age in this story, right? So you're getting them. You're starting with the most recently filmed scenes, right? And you're working your way back. So they're filming the ending now. That's that's pretty awesome. I'm all in. I can't wait for this movie. Yeah, (laughs) we only have to wait was it 20 years it's 20 years <laughs> 22 it's decades funny every time we talk you know how this. you know how now you're 30 we should try to bring this up every
1: single podcast
0: we, do until <laughs> so we, we have a check-in on and, merrily we roll along uh,
1: apparently yeah. they're about to film it in three months from now oh wow
0: i'm excited for it i think it's very cool except i really i expect everybody to be as shitty about it as they were about boyhood mm-hmm. like people people were really put out by boyhood they were like they were really burdened by its ambition. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, a little oh bit. great, it took twelve years. Woohoo. Right. I found it to be a sweet film. And now they're gonna say it like, oh, now
1: he's becoming the guy who makes a movie over the course of like <laughs> twenty years. This yeah, is his 26 thing. Twenty
0: six years after he puts out boyhood,
1: they're gonna be like, Oh, so this
0: is his thing now? Do you think they have a
1: contract of like someone I mean, in twenty years someone could die? Yeah, you said that last time. I did. Okay. Yeah. So but do, will they have a contract for like Don't die? No, like link letter being like, "Hey, take this over for me if I go." If it's one of the cast members, I've got this person on lock. So, uh, you know, if Colin Hanks dies, then we can uh, That's really use- on,
0: That's really entirely on whoever funded this film, right? The financer of the movie really has to worry about whether or not they're going to lose a bundle. And so if well, Richard Linklater or one of the actors dies, <laughs> the other person's going to be like, okay, well, let's keep the thing, let's keep the train rolling here. Let's break down the mind of the financer on a 20-year project yeah, for a second. A psychopath because, yeah. is who they are.
1: I don't think they're doing it for uh, financial reasons.
0: Well, I think maybe Richard Linklater is thinking, well, this is going to cost like like six days worth of work a year. I could probably cover that myself. Like he's probably, he probably owns a lot of this movie. True. I mean, for six days, wouldn't you almost even do it for free? Maybe for points at the end? Here's the other thing, though. A musical requires a lot of pre-production, like a lot of choreography, a lot of vocal training. Right. How are they working that into this weirdly long, elaborate scheme? I don't know. Oh, because it's a musical, right? It's a musical.
1: Yeah. With dance numbers. Right.
0: Every year they need to freshen up a little bit more. Right. And it, just like putting aside if so, the, the death toll thing for a second, mm-hmm. if someone Gosh. has like a, a broken leg this fall or something.
1: Yeah, I think they'd need to push.
0: Yeah. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Yeah. Right. Push through. <laughs> I didn't mean push through. I meant like push the schedule for months. Oh, I see. they could do that too. <laughs> Let's go, Limpy. Right. Limpy. I watched the Raptors last night. Did you? Yeah. Home First came back. Yeah. They haven't lost one in seven years now. And it right. was a nail-biter. It's just as suspenseful as it turns out to to watch them after the playoffs. They were playing the Pelicans. Yeah. Now, do you know the big news about um, the Pelicans? No. So they
1: had the first overall draft pick, who is Zion Williamson. He's supposed to be one of the best new players in the league. Like, okay. Could potentially fill LeBron's size shoes. Wow. But he got injured in the preseason. Mm. Injuries are nothing new for him. So that is kind of the... He's like... Six nine, two hundred and seventy 270 pounds like okay. he is built like a linebacker yeah so a lot of people think that that might be his kind of downfall with his with his body mm-hmm. someone can fact check me on his uh height and weight but <laughs> or don't though. yeah or don't he's a big man yeah he's a big man yeah anyways so the whole thing was going to be he's the clear <laughs> ro- rookie of the year but now he's out for, like, the first two months of the season. Oh, that's a drag. It is a drag. And it's a drag for everyone who bought tickets to the Raptors game because they really wanted to see Zion play, too. There was sure. partially that element, too. I'm sure, like, you know, not, it wasn't taken away from them because they got to see the banner raise, they got to see everyone get
0: the rings, yada, yada. Yeah, and they got to see the Raptors win after having just been champions in a really exciting game that went into overtime. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was 130-122 in the end. Now a in, High-scoring game. In my opinion the Pelicans shouldn't
1: really have been in the same weight class. No. Yeah. Especially without their star player. Right. Right. But, uh, but there you go. No, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Kawhi, obviously not there. I'm going to see Kawhi. You are. He's playing for the Clippers and I'm seeing the Clippers and the Celtics. Get that selfie. Yeah. Unless he gets injured, which is also possible. Yeah. It could happen. Get that selfie, baby. That would be awesome. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't think I would have any shame about seeing Kawhi and be like, gotta get a picture.
0: No, you might 'Cause as well.
1: there's there's a level of like respect that I don't think I have. Like <laughs> there's there's a certain level that I reserve for like the people that I truly admire. And then if I saw Kawhi,
0: I'd be like, Hey man, can I take a picture? Right. Yeah. And he'll either say yes or no. That's right. And I won't be super hurt if he says no. No, we're gonna talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. San Diego, that's coming up kinda soon.
1: Yeah. Right. It's uh November twentieth. I'll if I see any celebrities, I'm going
0: to immediately text you. Okay. Please do. I want to know. I want to know about the Celeb Watch and California. Mm -hmm. Did you watch El Camino yet? I did. I watched it uh, first weekend it came out. I'm really only getting very lukewarm reviews of this movie. Mm -hmm. Rotten Tomatoes initially was like, oh, it's the best movie that's ever streamed on the internet. And then very quickly it started to dwindle. And now you're back to hearing nothing about it at all. Was it too late to put out a Breaking Bad film? I don't even think it was too late to put out a Breaking Bad film. I think what it was, was it
1: didn't give us anything super new. It still left it kind of ambiguous. It was like, uh, here's what happens in the immediate month after. Right. It's not like checking back in with them, you know. Is it even a month after? Later. I'm pretty
0: sure like we pick up in the car, don't we? Oh yeah, it it starts immediately after. Yeah. I mean, that's just
1: kind of like what he does to kind of get away from the police. Right.
0: But it's missing a piece.
1: Uh, yeah, there was some more filler of like before everything went down in the final episode, so there were a lot of flashbacks. Oh, okay, which was kind of cool. Yeah, kind of a cool way of doing it. Does Brian
0: Cranston turn up in this movie?
1: He does. Oh, okay, yeah, so that's where you're seeing you're kind of seeing the flashbacks with you know, it's like these little filler pieces. Is it treated
0: as like a special thing, or is it just like, oh, there he is? Yeah, I think it's just kind of
1: they're having a conversation, like, there's a whole scene. With those two, right, but it's new
0: footage, as far as
1: I know, it's new footage, okay, yeah,
0: that just kind of seems like a missed opportunity to like build up the the suspense of getting to see Heisenberg again, yeah, that maybe that was part of it. it was like it
1: it there wasn't something super to me there wasn't something super meaningful now i was I was very tired when I watched this movie, right, so it's possible that I missed some key elements, and I haven't watched Breaking Bad for.
0: The six years that well, it's been that's for. why I ask if it's too late to make this Breaking Bad movie. Like, well, I guess entertainment consumption has changed since then.
1: I guess if I if I would have just finished all six seasons or five seasons and then went directly into. The movie,
0: it might have, I might have felt it a little bit more, or maybe you wouldn't have. Maybe, oh, maybe like, I wouldn't. Maybe the series finale of Breaking Bad is super evocative and perfect, and then you end on this kind of lukewarm note. That's fine, but like mm-hmm. it's not as good as the series finale of Breaking Bad. Right. I really like the poetry of mm-hmm. Jesse riding off into the sunset, a broken but living man. It's almost like if if there was going to be so.
1: This is almost like maybe rogue one yeah to a new hope okay like it's
0: it's a decent story yeah it's not 100 percent necessary mm. it just definitely isn't is there do they set it up for another is it like open at the end not really Now, right i mean they could in the sense that like you
1: know aaron paul's not dead <laughs> no jesse's not dead spoiler alert yeah sorry that would be wild. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, They killed him like immediately after. Yeah. So I don't think I'm giving anything away there. No, I don't think so. Um, so I would watch it though. Yeah. You'll get into it as you watch it, Hmm. but then by the end of it, you'll kind of go, there it was.
0: You know what I watched? Uh, we watched, um, when they see us, which is Ava DuVernay's central park Mm five drama for Netflix. It's only four episodes. Many of them are pushing 90 minutes. So it's like a bit of a slog. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is the biggest bummer I have ever seen oh, on, a, on a flat screen television yeah it, it like it makes that show unbelievable, look like fucking howdy Doody time, really? yes, it's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade compared to this show. It is such a drag, it's very well done, yeah, we watched two in a row, and like that I just went much. to bed, yeah. yeah, you went to bed in in the darkness in the darkness, yeah, yeah that's good nice. show, good show,
2: okay,
1: yeah, so you would uh uh. Sh- should I watch it?
0: Um do you kind of give it your ass? I do give it my ass, but okay. like because it's good content. Uh-huh. And you will watch it in just a couple of days. Right. Um but and it's eye-opening, like it's an event that matters, culturally relevant now. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't know a whole lot about it. Right. Like they also related it to Donald Trump because he has a hand in that story. Um and so that made it kind of richer, I think. Did he have
1: a negative hand in the Yeah, story? of oh, course. God. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, basically, like, this woman is out jogging Central Park uh, at nighttime. Yeah. She's attacked, beaten within the inch of her life. I, I know this part of the story. The next like day, the, the, c- the cops go out, and they just randomly get, like, five black teenagers and and bring them down to the police station. um, they, Like, question them to the point of torture. Like, they're minors, but they're not allowed to have parental supervision. They're not fed. They're not given bathroom breaks. And so, they're just kind of gaslit into confessing to a um, a crime they didn't commit. Right. And they all serve hard time. One of them at 16 years old is tried as an adult and goes to Rikers Island. Oof. And so like all these men are changed forever. In 2002, this guy in prison serving time, serving a life sentence, I think for another rape and murder just comes forward and he's like, Oh, I did that. The, the jogger thing. That was me. It wasn't them. It was me. Right. And so the other, the other guys got out right. and they've turned their lives around. But like, it's, they had everything ripped away from them, including their reputations. And, and Donald Trump's hand in it was that he took out a full page in the New York Post to uh, advocate for bringing back the, the death penalty for these five men. Whoa. He has never apologized to these uh, men who have had, had their reputations restored. Yeah. He's never apologized. In fact, still occasionally alludes to their probable guilt, which is wrong. Yes. Wow. Well, that doesn't surprise me. So anyway, now you don't have to watch it, but it's it's good, but it's real sad. Right. Really, really, and again, sad. And again, you kind of know where it's going. You just
1: need to feel all of the emotions.
0: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to be exonerated, though. Right. Okay. The whole thing with the guy coming forward is very Shawshank Redemption. That's what happens in that. Right. Except that doesn't go the right way. Right. It's not necessarily like... They just a, like meet hey. a guy in prison who's like, oh, I know what happened to your wife. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, I'm probably not going to watch that That's fine. You're okay. Uh, Let's talk about the Batman. Um, Jonah Hill's out. Okay. Paul Dano's in. Okay. He's going to play the Riddler. That works. I like it. Yeah. And Zoe Kravitz is going to play Catwoman. Yes. So this is shaping up to be a more traditional Mm. back-to-basics Batman movie that I think we've been hoping to have. Some classic villains, a young Batman setting things up. Yeah. And of course, Robert Pattinson is playing the Caped Crusader. He said this week that he's modeling his Batman voice Mm -hmm. because you have to have one of those, I guess, after Willem Dafoe's character in The Lighthouse, which he stars in also. Oh. Which is funny. I haven't seen The Lighthouse yet. You have to remember that Robert Pattinson has a history of lying in interviews. So I don't know if this is entirely true. Right. He's probably just trying to get more uh exposure around the lighthouse right or he's just bored yeah and just saying like crackpot shit it's
1: it's like a joke between him and willem dafoe probably i think it's very possible yeah um yeah i uh but you don't think it's gonna be like (laughs) uh like a batman forever situation do you wouldn't that be kind of hilarious if they just went full popcorn
0: movie well as opposed to what Well, I guess I just mean full popcorn movie. Um, I don't think it's gonna be the Joker if that's what you're saying. It's not gonna be this like artsy fartsy cultural. That's what I'm saying.
1: Which I kind of feel like even even the Dark Knight and stuff kind of was.
0: It yeah, sort of was. Like you know, it was just it had like a more of a take for a simpler time. It was, but that's always been implicit in Batman storytelling is the corruption of the system. Mm -hmm. But if you if you watch Batman
1: forever, it's a lot more like
0: colorful yeah it's, it's like, a tim burton movie
1: batman forever's not joel schumacher yeah that's the one with it's like the weird one it was so it was the first batman movie i ever took in that was jim carrey as the riddler
0: yes that is batman forever yeah i think that's joel schumacher it could very well be yeah, yeah. oh that was also my first batman and movie chris
1: o'donnell and and there was a ton of hype around it at the time like it was very it was marketed in like mcdonald's yep uh Do you was, remember how
0: they made 2 Face look it's so silly yes now. tommy lee tommy lee jones tommy lee famously Johnson. hated jim carrey on on set no way i didn't yeah. know that doesn't that make sense though it makes perfect sense <laughs> i think he hates a lot of things i think he it, well jim carrey is a lot he especially was a lot in like 1996 right yeah true um jeffrey
1: that story of him like getting on the table and doing like the butt cheek talking thing to damon wayans no. Or to, like, uh, like the the eldest Wayne's brother on In Living Color. So, like,
0: way before Ace Ventura? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so that, he, that's when his star was born?
1: Uh, Well, no. This is just kind of like Hollywood folklore at this point. Okay. But he ended up using that in Ace Ventura. Like, he did it yeah. because he was a rebellious, like, becoming A-lister on In Living Color. Yes. Like, he was kind of getting bigger than the show, and he thought he had this funny idea. and. One of the Wayans brothers disagreed with it, and he got up on the table and apparently did that.
0: He was one of the biggest stars in the world for a time. Yeah, for sure. Now you don't see him a whole lot. He hasn't had like a really big cinematic hit in a very long time. No. Now he's in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, so maybe that could all change. Wow, really? Yes, he sure is. Is yeah. he the villain? Yeah. Okay. Him and Ben Schwartz. Oh, yeah, Ben Schwartz. Is he Sonic? He's Sonic. You remember like six months ago when they like had to completely change the re- teeth it's <laughs> a completely remake sonic because yeah. everyone hated it so much yeah what a thing to Isn't do that crazy that is crazy excited to see it <laughs> anyways i don't think we're gonna have a uh batman forever type movie no it's gonna take itself seriously hopefully not as seriously as the Zack snyder dcu frankly right because those movies haven't been good mm-hmm. yeah i don't yeah i don't even think i've seen any does it overlap at all with with gal gadot's Uh, Wonder Woman? Because Wonder Woman 1984 comes out fairly soon. Are they in the same cinematic universe? That tempo would be okay. That would be fine, except she already coexists with Ben Affleck's Batman. Right. But she also jumps around a timeline. So is this Robert Pattinson's Batman younger Ben Affleck? Yeah. She's
1: like, oh my gosh, you are so much younger now.
0: (laughs) That's your Wonder Woman impression. That's my Wonder Woman. Did you see Joker by the way? No, not yet. Did you? No, no. We'll see it. Yeah. You don't care that much? I actually don't. Maybe I'll see it this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I read cares? a synopsis. I know everything that happens in it. Do you? Because I had a suspicion that there was going to be some stuff that could make me kind of dreary in the theater. And uh, I was right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought it's being referenced a lot in um, memes. Oh, yeah. And so it's still staying like, at the top of the zeitgeist kind of thing.
0: The stairwell in Brooklyn yeah. is becoming like a really central place. They're calling it New York's hottest club. Really?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because people are just kind of doing the like dan- doing the Joker dance. Thing? Yeah. yeah.
0: And locals hate it. New York's hottest club, really.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh there's that and the the like picture of him in the Nike zip up just standing in front of a mirror.
0: Okay, oh, does he have makeup in that picture? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Anyway. I just fine these are the these are the things that
0: are making the rounds. That seems to be the case. I haven't seen a good movie in a little while. I mean, other than the many Tom Hanks. movies I was gonna say. Seen. I mean, in the theater. I haven't been in the theater in quite a little while. Mm. Downton Abbey. I think. Did you see that? Yeah. What did you think? It's good. Okay. It was an episode of the show. Right. Okay. Before we're off uh, superhero movies, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about this Martin Scorsese, uh, Coppola criticism of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what it has done to cinema? Conversation. Oh,
1: great. I actually didn't hear anything about this yet.
0: So a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, Martin Scorsese said that movies within the MCU, that type of uh, cookie cutter um, CGI laden mm-hmm. movie yeah. that rules the box office now is not what cinema is. It's not cinema. And that's what stands out about his sentence is, This is not cinema. And then Coppola comes forward and he's like, I agree with what Marty said. Uh, Except I think he was too nice. Not only is it not cinema, it's despicable. Oh, wow. Because cinema is meant to make you think it's supposed to push boundaries. And so like at the end of the day, I think what you like the good sport would say is Scorsese and Coppola can say whatever they want about movies. They like that's, they've earned the right to say, to say and feel whatever they want about movies. But to say it's not cinema is factually wrong. (laughs) Yeah, That's just so wrong. Like a cinema is a theater and there they are within them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of ever-changing. It's just a weird word choice. I think we all know what, what Scorsese means, which is you know something to the effect of these movies aren't as, as daring or as artistic and original. Right. Um, and they're following a money machine. They're a commercial entity mm-hmm. um, more than they are an installation. But cinema is the wrong word. To say that they're not yeah. cinema. Yeah. yeah. 100%
1: they're not in line with
0: the movies they made. No. And, you know, not comparable. And I also don't think they're at fault. Like, people pay money for what they they want to go to. And, like, big studios, I mean, we've got ample proof that studios will give us too much of something if we pay for it. Right. And that does seem to be kind of a problematic thing for mm. greater culture. But I don't know if we can blame Tony Stark for that. No,
1: and I think if you watched... Uh, if you got their reactions after they watched Iron Man, yeah. They wouldn't say that was despicable. No. That was not cinema. No. I think it's the idea that they did a a few of these origin stories, started combining them, made this cinematic universe, mm-hmm. and that for some reason they started saying that's not cinema. I mean, it's kind of cool that all of these movies have a universe. Yeah. That's never it's, been done. That's just a cool idea. So effectively before. Yeah. Um, I don't know that it needs to be done a whole lot outside no. of
0: Marvel. No, but they want it to be done. Like these big mm-hmm. studios, they want to do it with Harry Potter. They want to do it with Star Wars. I mean, they're doing it with Star Wars and Harry Potter. Right. Um and they're integrating Star Wars and Harry Potter into Not into each other.
1: <laughs> How would that work? Do you think that would be Harry Potter like casting you know, creating some sort of a spell to end up in the star wars universe
0: oh no 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 you think they would maybe think go that, light speed
1: to hogwarts yeah
0: a star wars character goes to earth which has never happened and it never will happen uh-huh. because that's really what separates it from star trek right is that earth exists right. yeah
1: um and everyone is centered around earth and star trek
0: well the cast is but can you imagine if that's how st- like star wars episode 9 were to end <laughs> they just come like what's that small green and blue planet in the distance and then like they, okay. as they encroach on the uh, on the atmosphere there's like owls flying everywhere <laughs> and they're like
1: what is this they just see the train like the Hogwarts of- <laughs> and, and, Luke- <laughs> and Luke Skywalker's like oh
0: God why God damn you all the hell. right right yeah. or the next uh, Harry Potter movie it's like out of nowhere Luke Skywalker's hand just falls into frame <laughs> <laughs> that's where it went. Oh, there it is. Yeah. How silly. And then they're like, did a hand just come up from up there? What's up there? And it's like no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> that's a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> all right, that's all I got to say about that. Um the of- <laughs> there's they- a new master of the dark arts teacher. Who is this guy? <laughs> You're <just hear> like <laughs> I don't trust him. Oh, he's fine. <laughs> Dumbledore vouches for. You're always judging people, Harry. Old classmate. They're going to reboot Barney. Okay. Mattel, the toy company, is going to reboot Barney. And also Daniel Kaloya from Get Out and Black Panther. (laughs) (laughs) They're rebooting Daniel Kaloya, or Daniel Kaloya is rebooting.
1: Oh, no. no, He's part
0: of the Barney reboot. Why? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Is this all like part of a, Happy a larger
1: Jordan Peele project?
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Like, think about it. Maybe. Maybe he's doing. I don't know the re- the redemption of Barney or something. Yeah. Bride of Barney. <laughs> Barney and us. Maybe yeah, it's a Barney uh, Barney Twilight Zone episode. It's like a psycho thriller. Yeah. I'm into it. Um, Fast and Furious Nine, just cast Cardi B. Okay. That's and, and they brand. Had, and they had a meeting with Keanu Reeves. Oh yeah. I mean, I could see that. That's, that's like a lot of worlds coming together to make a lot of money at the box that, office. It's true. That's kind of the next step. I kind of see why that meeting happened, mm-hmm. how, why that benefits everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But does Keanu want to be a part of such a big ensemble? That's not his MO. But Keanu would get along with everyone. That's the thing. Sure. Like, he's the guy who... You know, he's not going to stir the pot. He's not Vin Diesel or The Rock. Okay, but Vin Diesel has shown issues in the past with other heavy hitters coming aboard his franchise.
1: Well, I think it was more The Rock.
0: Yeah, maybe. I think The Rock's got some stuff going on, too. Threw his weight around a little bit. Like
1: his last season of Ballers, I don't know if you've heard anyone talk about this at all, but it's basically just him like having phone conversations in the car while driving in Miami. Oh. <laughs> like, so he's not in a scene with anyone else. They could basically film the whole thing remotely. Okay. It's like 60 to 80% of the show. Right. Yeah. I kind of
0: think The Rock's over. I kind of think he's peaked. Yeah. like He, someone, he was pretty someone, briefly
1: the biggest movie star in the world. Someone else made a point of like, when have you seen him have a good sort of like romantic chemistry with anyone? Oh, I don't know.
0: It's like never really happened. He's funny in Moana. But that's not like yeah. a rom-com. But like that's true. He has like charm in that. Yeah.
1: So he needs to do like a, like a um, uh, what was that Ryan Gosling Emma Stone movie?
0: Crazy Stupid Love. He needs to do like a Crazy Stupid Love. Where it's weird needs, that I knew you were talking about that and not La La Land, that's for which right. they are both nominated. And there's also some gangster movie they were in together.
1: Oh yeah. Anyway, you were right. right. I was talking about Crazy Stupid Love. Great rom-com by the he, way. He needs to be in a kind of movie like that where he i don't know plays like a doorman
0: (laughs) he would be a good bouncer yeah oh he'd be an amazing bouncer obviously (laughs) would people try and fight the rock the way they they try to fight bouncers um you know i'm not sure i don't know either i really i really think the rock is is too good of a fighter to yes people like i know but i think that's part of the curse of of Particularly jacked people. Yeah. Jacked people who hold a position of authority mm-hmm. and also people who are famously good at fighting. Like there's some kind of primitive thing in a lot of men where they need to challenge that. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know what men those would be, but. It's you know so- I'm right
0: though. Yeah.
1: I-, I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. I don't know. They- they've got a way to to counteract this because you never hear of that happening. I mean, you never hear of people going up to the rock and
0: trying to fight him no well i mean he just wouldn't fight them no and then if they try to hit him that's assault we've never heard of that but that would you be think really the rock travels with bodyguards he must the rock well this was a, a joke made when the rock was uh cracking wise about running for president that he'd be in better shape than the secret service that he'd be like his own secret service right um yeah he probably has guys yeah. he probably has like two or three buddies yeah who are as built as he is right because they just go to the gym together yeah and they're all called like tiny, yeah. That's right, yeah.
1: <laughs> Bunch of tinies. Yep, protecting the rock.
0: Probably so. Seth Myers just got a stand-up special coming out November fifth. That excites me. Yeah, me too. I'm actually really psyched about it. That'll be good because I, I feel like I've seen him do stand-up before, but like he's been so boxed into this little show that I I love. Seth Myers is actually amazing at stand-up. You can you can just find some on YouTube. and yeah. it's great. I have no doubt. Super funny. Yeah. So I, I don't know when he had time to do this, like, mm-hmm. that it's filmed and it's ready to come out in, like, a week and a half. That's kind of bizarre, but, like... And it's on Netflix? Or it's yeah. going to be on Netflix? Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix.
1: Amazing. Yeah. I was really surprised about that um, Paul Rudd movie, that's or the Paul Rudd show, yeah Living With Myself, that is on Netflix. People are liking it. I
0: just watched the first episode. I liked it. We'll do it on the show next week. Okay. But I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we'd talk about it this week, but then Watchmen came out and you've been saying, I think as recently as the most recent podcast that you're really psyched for the Watchmen.
1: I am. Cause I don't even, I don't even know about the movie. I have no
0: idea what. I mean, the I basically, I basically don't know about the movie. Right. Do you right. want to talk about that now? Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Um, sure. Uh, would I like to,
1: do I want to, I don't know that I can really do this one. I'm sure
0: I can. I wouldn't do a great job of either one, to be honest. Okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll give Watchmen a shot. Okay, I'm going to recap the first episode of HBO's The Watchmen uh-huh. in three, two, one, go. So
1: The Watchmen takes place in 2019, although it's sort of a different kind of universe. Cops uh, need to conceal their identities and need extra um, permission to use weapons. Um, there is a terrorist group called the 7th Cavalry that wears masks. And uh, like Rorschach masks, and they're basically a super far right um, contingent. There's uh, a bunch of vigilante heroes, and they start refighting them. There's also interdimensional
0: beings. Right. There's actually very little superhero stuff in this. Yeah. Like for some reason, we still kind of associate the Watchmen with superheroes. I think it's just kind of Regina King, who's supposed
1: to be the the like Do you superhero. Feel
0: like on Regina King's one. in everything. Do you feel like every time you turn on a show, it's a Regina King show?
1: Uh. Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. She's good in this.
0: She is good in this. Or maybe it's just cuz I'm more interested in this one. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't remember a lot about The Watchmen. I remember having the wrong expectations for it. If I knew what it was, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the movie came out in like a post Spider-Man 2 world, and so yeah. I just expected like an interesting superhero romp like it was all pre-MCU and everything. So I was like, "Oh, this is just going to be like a dark superhero movie maybe be a little violent but it'd be like cool yeah and flashy and no it's like it's allegorical about like whatever kind of political divisiveness your world might be right um undergoing so i think the movie is a little bit more closely uh resembling of the of the graphic novel right which is like considered an important piece of literature and then this show is not that story at all like Damon Lindelof's show is a completely different story. It just uses the themes of the watch. Right. Map. They have a President Redford. Yeah.
1: Who's been president for 30 years. And they
0: all wear these masks. Like all the police wear these yellow masks. Yeah. Because they're targeted, I think. Right. I don't know if that's supposed to refer to the iconic yellow smiley face. Yeah. From, from we, we do get the smiley when she's mixing Making eggs. Mixing eggs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked that scene, by the way, when she was like at, like, bring your parent to work, right. or bring your parent to school day. Yeah. I thought that was kind and of she's telling.
1: Lying about how she is a, uh, a chef. Oh, that's right. But she's actually got this badass lair.
0: Right, she got like a bat cave, and where yeah. her her little bakery is. Like, are to people going
1: to be wondering when this opens?
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. Can she put that? Somebody did forever? ask her. Somebody asked her, and they were like, and she's like, "Oh, I'm
1: just working on it." But I'm like, like yeah, it it'll be open be in a couple of months. Years?
0: And then that guy comes back later. It's this old man in a wheelchair, and he's actually hung Don Johnson. Is that his name? Don Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. She hung him from a tree. I thought he was going to be like a regular character in the show. Right. He's the cop who like works with her, the superhero. Yeah. To.
1: Now, we were confused about this.
0: Okay. Jen thought
1: that Don Johnson was her father. Oh, maybe. I I didn't get that, but he's not old enough to be her father. I think she got that from like the phone call
0: that. He had with like the the old man. Right before she like stormed out. Don Johnson's not old enough to be Regina King's father, not even close.
1: Yeah, probably not. No. You don't think so? No.
0: You don't think there's like twenty years there? No. Okay, Alexa, how old is Don Johnson?
2: Don Johnson is sixty-nine years old. He was born on December fifteenth, nineteen
0: forty-nine. Alexa, how old is Regina King?
2: Regina
0: King is 48 years old. Yeah. He can't be playing her father. That's too
1: weird. Well, and then I started wondering, is there a whole thing about like, uh, like, cause she's got white parents. She's got white
0: kids too. And she's got white kids. Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. Is that something I'm supposed to pick up on? You know what? I didn't on. I didn't intend to care too much. Okay, sure. No. And I kind of feel like like the Watchmen, Alan Moore created this, and it was probably cutting edge at the time. Like, what if we deconstruct the superhero, and there's like corruption, and the superheroes, and it's like really gory. So it's not right. it's not a Stanley comic at all. And now I just kind of feel like that's been taken from him so much totally. that when, when he uses it again, it kind of feels like it's a ripoff of something that it initially conceived of, which is right. unfair, but I still feel bored by it. That's a really good point. It's getting absolutely, uh,
1: like, owned. On it's People are not liking this show. That's not at all what
0: I heard. Oh, really? No, I heard people love it. Oh, I thought people were shitting all over it. No, I heard people really love it. It got really good ratings. Oh, did yeah. okay. Big, it? Biggest HBO debut since um, Westworld. Okay. okay, good. I just found it to be a really formulaic pilot. Mm-hmm. Like, everything I've seen before. I've seen all of this before. I will say...
1: I was most into when they were kind of like trying to bust the lair. Yeah. That was that was exciting. They sure. were like infiltrating the uh the cat and the whole Jeremy Irons part.
0: Oh yeah. Which was so strange. That was kind of cool. I was kinda it's more so intrigued. More curious about that than anything else. He's like this rich guy who has these two live in servants right. who they seem to be like his family or his only friends and they call him master. And I'm like, are they robots? They could be robots. They could be robots. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. He's like, I'm go- I've-, I've had an idea. I'm going to write a play. And when it's done, you're want- both going to start. I want it. you to star in it. And they're yeah. like, okay, master. <laughs> yeah. And in the opening scene, he's sitting naked at his breakfast table. And she's like bent down on her knees. And you think she's doing one thing, but actually, she's massaging his thighs. Yeah.
1: He's- she's like rubbing moisturizer on it or something. It's
0: like so bizarre. It's a weird thing. And-, and you have no idea who he's supposed to be.
1: I-, I just liked how I was so uncertain about everything.
0: Right. How about when they shoot up that cow? Yeah, they're like encroaching gross. on the on the on the terrorists or whatever. Yeah. And the, she's using a cow's carcass for cover and they just like keep blasting that cow. Kind
1: of a smart call,
0: I guess. But I feel like she would have gotten shot.
1: I feel like the, the real danger there was a cow getting shot and falling on her because was crawling <laughs> on the ground like that would have been deadly.
0: Right. I tell you, I knew that that cop was going to get shot through the windshield when he went back to his car. Yeah, it was very obvious he yeah. was going to get shot. Totally. I just I can't come up with anything interesting to say about this show. Well, there's not a lot to know yet. No, I guess so. You only know the bare minimum. What does "it's summer and we're running out of ice" mean? I don't know, but that's. Oh, maybe it just means like you know,
1: it things are coming to a to a head, like It'll boil. There's yeah, things are starting to
0: boil up, but it's also the lyrics of whatever song played at at the end of the, the show. End, yeah, yeah, but the also the show opens with that on a title card. Yes. What did you think of the opening, and who was that? The little kid. Yeah. Well, you know what stood out to me? It's the Dave Lindelof show, right. and it's utter chaos is breaking out, and then it goes black, and he wakes up in the in the grass by himself. Right. Like, and then and then, seen that in another David Lindelof pilot before. That's
1: right. And then he is probably the same guy who's in the. Um, Wheelchair? wheelchair, probably, and I think he's he's holding a piece of paper actually that says "Watch over this man."
0: Right. That was 1921, so, so he'd, he'd be, be like over a hundred years old. Yes. In the wheelchair. Yeah, almost. I guess. Yeah, he'd okay. be 98. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be, no, because that would make him zero when the. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's over or like be like 105. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, Which he could be. He was
1: very old. Were those frogs falling from the sky? No, I think those were the things, you know, in the uh, in the there's an interdimensional aspect. Yeah. So that's some sort of alien substance falling from the sky. Okay. Because when he was, um, when the guy who was in Buster Scruggs, let's call him Buster Scruggs for this reason.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh Blake Nelson. Yeah. Blake something Nelson. Who I love. I, I love that good. guy. He's from Holes.
1: Oh, is he also in? Yeah, Holes? he plays
0: Dr. Pendansky from Holes. He
1: was really funny in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, was he, did he like a whole guest thing on that? Right. So I'm always in that guy's corner. He is Buster Scruggs. Yes. Yes. Uh. Anyways, when he's uh, um, uh, uh interrogating. Yeah. That was the word I was like. That for. was kind of a cool scene. That was a cool scene. Yeah, for sure. And he says at one point, "Do you think the interdimensional, um, I don't know what happenings are created by the government or right. something like that's supposed to be a hard line that the terrorists take?" And yeah. he's like, "No." No, I don't. Right. Yeah. So I think right. that's an
0: element of it too. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the score. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it didn't stand out to me though. No? No. I thought it was cool. Yeah. I thought it was kind of like
1: almost kind of Stranger Thingsy, but not as Tangerine Dream,
0: just like... Mm. You give it your S? Yeah. I don't. You don't. No. I thought it was really boring. Ah. <sighs> You can there's not even enough
1: for you to come back and no, care about.
0: Absolutely you. not. I was I was like couldn't wait for it to be over. I'm Whoa. like this is ridiculous. Oh man. Wow. All right. That's a, I feel like the I tides are changing. I don't know what it's about. Like you got yeah. I got to be able to watch an episode of a show and know like oh this is about a woman who kills her husband. Oh this is about some kids who discover some aliens. I have no idea what the Watchman is about. Right. I think that's the difference
1: between you and I is I'm more intrigued when I can't figure something out i guess but don't you feel like we've seen this show a lot doing this podcast yeah but i mean we haven't seen that many shows that we can't figure out
0: in the first episode
1: i guess but there's enough there's
0: enough shows that i don't need to add one that confuses me okay and is a bummer yeah you know none of the characters are like like really there we don't have any jack sparrows in this show you know what i mean right
1: I don't know. I kind of can't wait to see the next episode. All
0: right. Good for you, man. Good for you. (laughs)
1: Thanks. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay. So you want to... I'm going to reboot the pilot of... uh, uh, Reboot? I'm going to... What's the word we say? I got nothing in me tonight. No? No. You
1: got some green tea in you. I know you can do this. Maybe
0: that's what it is. Okay. Recap the uh, pilot episode of Modern Love on Amazon Prime, which is a, a anthology show. By the way, every episode is an entirely different story, different characters, different actors. That's right. So we're just going to talk about the the pilot episode. It's like a Saccharin, uh, a Saccharin uh, Black Mirror. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> right. No like, great twist or anything. No. no great like commentary. No. Okay. Uh, so you're going to recap Modern Love in three, two, one. Uh, Christy Milioti plays a girl who lives alone in a fancy pants apartment building in New York city. She goes on lots of dates and, uh, she seems to put a lot of, uh, stock in what her doorman thinks of her different dates. Uh, some of them seem to stick. Some of them don't. Uh, ultimately one of the guys who kind of bails on her gets her pregnant and she decides to have the baby and she... Uh, goes off to LA uh, and really the only man she misses is her doorman who's her best friend and kind of her father figure. She comes back and he missed her while she was gone. Yeah, Kind of sold it a little short, I think. There was a much richer relationship between the two of them. Like, she would come down in a tizzy and he would ask her if there's anything he could get for her or right. like, she had advice for her or right. just uh, endless support. And um, Yeah. It
1: was teed up kind of nicely while, you know, She's coming home with the with the man. The and, first guy and, whose, whose name was Mark. Yeah. And you can see that the doorman is kind of like glances over and whistles for a cab. Right. And like basically gets the guy off in the cab. And
0: she is kind of exhibiting this like, oh, listen, my doorman is like that. She's kind of like rolling her eyes about him a little bit. No, she's she's almost like, oh, I don't think it's a good idea for you to go over there uh, yet. Right. But okay. she's she's like a little irritated by it because like when she goes right. like... Not, not in a problematic way, but like when she goes back in and she's put her, her date in a cab, she's like, good night, Guzman. Like, she's like right. a little bit like, what were you doing? Why do you always do this? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a father daughter relationship. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit.
1: Um, I, I was wondering at first, I was like, is he like Secret Service? Is she the president's daughter? I kept or something?
0: wondering, yeah. is that going to be the twist? Or are we going to find out she's somebody important? Because right. they say she has a PhD, but she does not appear to work. Right. Like and in the end, she does get a great job, but she lives in this super swanky apartment building in New York City by herself, and she's 30.
1: And he's clearly like formerly of the Eastern European military. Like He's right. like, you get to know someone through the scope of a
0: sniper rifle pretty right. quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so he never liked Ted. It's interesting that sh- her boyfriend in this is named Ted because of how I met your mother. Yeah. Um, but then he kind of Fs off. And so she has this baby and he's very sweet with the baby, kind of becomes like her babysitter. Yeah. And so he just wants to be her everything, which is lovely. He even kind of like, she she envisions him when she's giving birth because he's a symbol of comfort to her. Right. Uh, and then she leaves for a sweet job Mm -hmm. and that's sad, but she comes back five years later and for some reason her baby remembers Guzman, which I don't think she would.
1: And it's showing like all of these, uh, you know, this kind of nice montage of her like continually walking out of the front door and the baby's growing Right. and, uh, Guzman? Guzman. Is it Guzman? Yeah. He's, uh, you know, kind of like playing with her, watching over her, but- yeah, and so when she,
0: when she gets pregnant, she gives her ultrasound photo to him because she has four of them. Mm-hmm. And then the episode ends five years later. She comes back and they have a reunion and it's very sweet. And he still has the photo. And he goes kind of, to the museum with him. He goes them. to the museum yeah. with him. I cried a little bit. When I saw he still had the, the ultrasound photo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and what matters most, of course, is that after five years of her living on the West Coast, she comes back with a man and immediately he approves. Right. And so what he explains to her is that he was never uh, He was never looking at the man. He didn't have a superpower to like determine whether or not the man was a good man. He was looking at how she looked at the man. Right. And So she's like, oh, I, she, clearly she loves him. That's all that matters. Yeah. So that was really sweet. So mm-hmm. I guess the premise of this show is that uh, love comes in different packages. Well, it's just, you know, it's based on a series of essays through
1: the New York Times, That's right? That's cool. So... That was apparently one that...
0: True story, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. Can you just write into the New York Times and write an
0: essay and say like... Write into their Modern Love modern column. Modern love I guess that if it's good enough to print, they'll they'll we'll print it. it. And John Kearney will make it into a TV show. Mm-hmm. I like John Kearney, by the way. So his claim to fame was once. Okay. Um, so. Once with the the street musician and the the girl from the Czech Republic who fall in love. It's a musical. Okay. Um It's like a Broadway show. It was like a big thing. Then he made a movie with Mark Ruffalo and uh, Karen Knightley called Begin Again, which is also about street musicians. Okay. And then he made a movie that Becky and I adore called Sing Street.
1: Oh, okay. So this is, okay. So you only make stuff about- You mentioned Sing Street probably 10 times throughout the podcast. Sorry.
0: No, I know. But we've done like,
1: uh, it's very excusable. We've done like 100 and how many episodes? 35. 135 episodes. It's
0: not that often. Every 13 and a half episodes I I reference. Yeah, which is fine. (laughs) 13 and a half weeks. Yeah. I uh I love Sing Street, yes. but he only does stuff about musicians. And in fact, he wrote the theme song for this show. There's lots of good music in this show, by the mm-hmm. way. I watched four of them now. Yeah. Uh, and I would encourage people to watch the third one, which is Anne Hathaway's episode. You're into it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you were mentioning that. I'm not a huge Anne Hathaway fan, but you said- But you, why? Do you know why? You gotta get into it.
1: No, I, I honestly, like, remember I told you this at- when we were living together in Kentville and you didn't quite get it as much. And then it became a real thing to not like Anne
0: Hathaway. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have a problem with your opinions by the way, but I just, I wonder, cause sometimes people hate things just because other people hate them. And I, I expect you probably have a deeper reason. No,
1: I just like, she's always rubbed me the wrong way. And I get it. I, yeah. Okay. Why, why does she rub me the wrong way? I think she's a little too perfect. Is it that She's one of those like I'm so classically trained and I'm because like going to be super polished in everything I do?
0: I don't find her polished. I've, well, if I find her polished, I, f- I find that she doesn't exhibit false polishedness very well, if that makes any sense. Like, do you remember when she was given a lot of acceptance speeches when she was winning every award leading up to the Oscars before Les Mis? Sure. And she would like try and crack a joke as if it was spontaneous and it clearly wasn't spontaneous. Right. I, re- I remember finding those kind of cringy. But I also yeah. think post Oscars. Anne Hathaway had a moment where she was just like, Okay, well the world finds me cringy, I'll show them cringy. And she just does whatever she wants. And so like the first few minutes of this modern love episode, episode three, is cringy. She, yeah. She's like she's leaning into what you th- expect of Anne Hathaway. Okay. Um, and then it takes a turn. Okay. And I think it's better not to know what's coming. Good. Yeah. All right. I I mean I'll still watch it. I I've watched two episodes so far. It's They're very bad. digestible. Yep. Yep. And there's lots of good people uh, in the season. Uh, Dev Patel and Catherine Keener are the stars of episode two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tina Fey and John Slattery, episode episode three. Julia Garner from Ozark, who the show show loves. She's coming up. Yes. Uh, Oh, amazing. Hot Priest from Fleabag has got his episode. Yeah. It's a good cast in Modern Love. All right. It is not not like a a rich... It's not cinema, according to Coppola and Scorsese. Right. But it's very sweet.
1: Not cinema, and even more. What did he say? It's not cinema. It's not despicable. And furthermore, it's despicable. It's not
0: despicable. This is despicable. It's not despicable. No, it's totally fine. No, do you give me your ass? Though? I give my ass. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, maybe you have a more open mind than me because I was going to say, I like this show because I don't like The Watchmen.
1: No, I'm see. Yeah, I, I, I almost you know, I, I liked the first episode to the point where I. You know, almost felt a bit verklempt. Okay. Like you said, yeah. you know, you, you were starting to feel the emotion. Like it was an overall really good story. A little wistful. Yep. And I was waiting for maybe a plot twist, but no, it just kind of ended up being like a, a sweet tale. Ordinary with, life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was good. I think it's, I mean, I'm the guy Watch who watches This Is Us. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. comforting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Smith's Gemini Man was a colossal failure. Oh, is that out already? It's out, and it's like already kind of gone. Gone. Yeah. No way. And you know what? I wonder a little bit if if one of the things people were hesitant about is something I also wanted to mention about the Watchmen. Did you sense a high frame rate in the Watchmen? In okay, so define that. Like, how would I? You know that like ultra real soap opera. Lens that oh, you see and stuff sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I I actually did not know. It might that just be all. a
0: setting on my dad's TV where I I think that's, his, I think that's what it was. His HBO. Yeah. But uh, Gemini Man is filmed with that kind of aesthetic in mind. Okay. So that you want it to look like ultra real. I find ultra real looks ultra not real. It's very jarring and distracting. It doesn't look like. It Doesn't have the flatness of of movies that right. were that were attuned to.
1: Yeah. So. Do you think that's a reason? Are people talking about this? Why, like, I mean,
0: I don't just, know. It was part. It was, it was part of the promotion for the movie. Like, gotcha. you're never going to believe what it looks like. That can't be why it lost so much money. <laughs> but apparently, it has the potential to lose seventy five million dollars. Oh
1: my god! I was just picturing, like, the New York Times says, "You'll never believe the frame rate."
0: <laughs> I'm not going to that thing. Oh, it's got a high frame rate. This is despicable. <laughs> it's not cinema. <laughs> The LA Times says This isn't cinema Isn't it weird though That Will Smith Hasn't had a hit In like 20 years I mean Suicide Squad Probably made some money But it got like Critically trashed What was his last Number one movie Like Ali Well Concussion God I hope it wasn't Ali That's forever ago Yeah
1: But it's less than 20 years
0: ago When was the last time He had a good film Mm, Yeah
1: I didn't mind I Am Legend But that was still
0: probably That's such a long time ago (laughs) Yeah yeah. That's so long ago. It was a while ago. The one with Margot Robbie. was like a thriller, an action thriller. I think people kind of liked that a little bit. Although I don't know if it was spectacular. Oh, yeah. It was like
1: uh, like something about him stealing nah. like sleight of hand tricks or something. Oh, I don't know. Hancock. <laughs> he would... <laughs> You know, cock his hand and steal the pearls off someone. Or, right. Yeah. That's what
0: I'm trying to say. That's right. Anyway, so you you kind of bill him as one of the biggest movie stars of all time, and yet his big movie, in which there's two of him, mm-hmm. loses seventy five million dollars. Yeah, he's trying to pull a fast one on us. I think he pulled the fast one on Danny Boyle in the movie studio. Yes. Vis a vis. Is Danny Boyle who did Gemini Man? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Ah, no, Ang Lee. Okay, right. That makes more sense. Lee. I feel like we'd be talking more if it was Danny. Boy You're probably. totally right. Yeah. Sometimes I get them confused. Um. Well, okay.
1: So there's that. And also there's like a kind of a parody Kawhi video of him being the like fresh prince of LA. Oh, really? Yeah. Where he's being Kawhi? No, Kawhi is like doing a whole it's it's i don't think it's actually Kawhi. Hmm. i've just seen it on my phone screen like in passing and 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 i haven't watched it yet okay but uh it's supposed to be kind of a take on him moving to la from oh toronto that guy like is so weird and taking out yeah he like throws lebron at one point but i don't think it's him i think it was done by like a team of comedy writers and i don't think he's actually in it okay. it's, but it's a guy who looks a lot like it
0: okay that has nothing to do with Will Smith then.
1: No, no, not really, except for the fact that he was in the Fresh Prince. Oh, he was. Yeah. That's right, he that's, was. That's the, the Fra- tie in there. So I don't know if I trust Kawhi. Honestly, you can't really trust Kawhi. No, but, he left.
0: Yeah. Can't trust Kawhi, and can't, can't trust, trust Will Smith. Smith. So just in general, be careful who you trust. Careful who you trust. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we the <laughs> If I could impart one piece of wisdom, just be careful out there. That's right. If it's not cinema, it's not for us. You're despicable. <laughs>